You are listening to the Remotepreneurs Podcast. Here, you'll learn how to adapt to a new future of doing business remotely by listening to interviews with the new breed of entrepreneurs called Remotepreneurs. Now, welcome your host, a remotepreneur that came from the factories to building multiple location independent incomes all remotely, Philip Ville Stankowski. Hello, remotepreneurs. It's another Monday, another topic about remote entrepreneurship. Here is Philip Will. Before we start for this week's topic, I want to remind you that I'm doing a contest for leaving a review for Apple Podcasts. Anybody that leaves a review on Apple Podcasts, just send me a screenshot to at remotepreneurs on Instagram or Facebook, whatever you prefer, and we can schedule a free 15-minute sales consulting. Also, if you like the, this episode or any other episode on Remotepreneurs Podcast, just share it with one friend. The interviews and all the job is free, but we need to pay the tribute to the Facebook algorithm and the other algorithms so we can get the more visibility and just spread the knowledge that we learn from successful remote entrepreneurs. So uh, this week, we have quite interesting and unusual topic. We are going to talk about the importance of creating a positive energy so you can create the lifestyle that you desire. Probably you watched or read Tim Ferriss' four-hour work week, you got excited and you wanted to change your lifestyle, etc. But to create that, there are many steps to come. And recently, I've, I stumbled upon the, on the internet with a fellow digital nomad that he's also going to be a speaker for the upcoming DNS Summit in Bali for the Digital Nomad Summit. And he has a quite uh, usual story to, to tell. He's originally from France, currently lives in, in Sydney in Australia. He recently became a citizen. He's uh, quite excited about that. And uh, he's considered to be the quantum entrepreneur. When I read the, the website, I was a little <laughs> bit surprised, like, what, what? Quantum what? But I read a little bit. I saw videos on the, on the website, and it definitely makes sense. If you want to build something in life, you need to have a positive energy. Because if, if you have negative energy, it doesn't matter how skillful you are. You will run into bad luck, and all bullshit is going to happen. On top of that, uh, there are some basically a technology that you can use, aka meditation and yoga, so you can self-reflect and be in the positive environment. But I'm not that familiar with, uh, with these topics, and that's why I will leave the word to Alex Lambert. Alex, mm. welcome to the show. Thanks, Philip. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I hope you like the intro. Yeah, it was great, man. It was a great intro. And uh, I'm excited to, to jump into our conversation. Yeah, for sure. It was on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so tell me, tell me your background. Uh, you're originally from France. You moved to Sydney and you're a digital nomad from what I've seen on your social media. And you're going to speak on the DNS upcoming event. Tell me the background. What happened there? Yeah, so to start with, it's great that you talked about Tim Ferriss because I'm a huge fan of Tim Ferriss. And when I was uh, 20, I read the four-hour work week. Uh, it just clicked for me. I was like, wow, I love that guy, not just for the digital nomad lifestyle that he really helped launching, mm -hmm. but also just in general for 
Tim Ferriss's way of challenging the, the status quo. So it's actually through Tim Ferriss that I got quite into entrepreneurship and especially the kind of entrepreneurship that allows for a lifestyle of freedom. Mm-hmm. But that's also through him later that I got into meditation or trying psychedelics. So really having that holistic approach on entrepreneurship and seeing it as um, supporting a lifestyle and not the other way around. So huge fan of, of uh, Tim Ferriss. So a little bit about the background story. Seven years ago, I moved from France after uh, graduating from a top business school to Australia, to Sydney, where I worked for startups for about four years. And look, man, it was really, really good life, living at the beach, learning to surf, good friends, good job. Was, you know, yeah, the startups were going really well. And I was, I was pretty happy, but I felt inside of me that I wanted more. I wasn't mm-hmm. completely fulfilled. I also felt the, the call to have that freedom of traveling the world and being a digital nomad. So that's when two years ago, I quit my job and I started living mainly between Australia and Bali, but also being able to be a month in France, for example, if I want to see my family and work from there. So it's really that freedom of being able to go wherever um, I want, kind of. At the moment, I'm. I was in a place called Bondi in, in Sydney. I had a friend here. They're, um, they're working on that little device we call the Healy. We might talk about it later. But basically, I visited their place and there was a nice bath and there was an infrared sauna and red light therapy. I was like, this place is sick. Two days after, I could move in. And then in three, in three weeks, I go to Gold Coast. I'll spend a week there. Uh, last week, I was in Byron Bay for a week. And then mid-March, I go to Bali. Even when I'm in Bali, I'm be- between Chenggu and Ubud. So, yeah, I just really like to allow things to come in. And being a digital nomad for me is if, if you know, I meet a chick and she's living in Costa Rica and there's that even next month, I can go there. I don't have to ask my boss uh, and worry too much about all this so that's a little bit the, the background. Okay, so so you definitely was lured by the by the lifestyle, and you just d- decided to go well all in. Tell me, uh, was it easy to actually make the transition from uh, basically a digital nomad? Um, from- think this way that that's pretty risky, mm-hmm. and for me, the way I see it is look people every day cross the Mediterranean in boats and they risk dying and people used to go to war. So I think for me, from traditional perspective, like the modern perspective, it's quite risky because people are so into having the safe job and and even in terms of status, having that, that safety. So it's risky in a way that if it doesn't work out, I need to get a job again and I'll have maybe friends who will think I'm a failure or things like this. So this, that's a risk, but that's not a big risk when you have perspective on it, right? Yeah, true, true, true. If you so, have a vision. So to me, yeah, to, to me, I tell people, you know, people, they over, overthink the risk. Like quitting your job and, and doing your business, for example, and trying to live that life, it's like, if it doesn't work as well as you wanted, uh, you can just take back your job. <laughs> it's not that risky, but people feel yeah. it's super risky. They just overthink it in general. Yeah, true. I mean that there is so much opportunity out there if you have a any type of high income skill. 
uh, and you can bring value to the marketplace, Sunvalley definitely going to give you the opportunity and pay you a salary or commission or whatever. Mm. So you don't risk a lot, but you need to do some kind of steps and just have your expectation right. It's not like everything works perfectly, but you don't oh, have yeah. to lose a takes, lot, right? Yeah, yeah. It takes... Um, Look, it's it's simple but not easy in a way. You know, it's yeah. it's simple but not easy. Even uh, through my through my process, so I quit my my job. I was earning like a solid six figure income, and then I started uh, living more cheaply. And uh, in terms of status, a lot of friends or family wouldn't understand, and it can be a bit hard for the ego <laughs> to yeah. live this way. But uh, but it's actually where the uh, the freedom also comes from. Yeah, true. I mean, I'm a believer that uh, the true value in life can be none, nothing materialistic, probably for my personal experience. It's uh, through friendship network and also traveling, seeing other new places. If you have a million dollars earning yeah. a, a year and you're stuck like out of 365 days, three, 350 days, you have to work all day. I mean, like, does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been pondering a little bit like philosophically of, of, on freedom. And there's, of course, all these elements of external freedom, financial freedom, um, time freedom. I can arrange my day as I want, location independence. So these are great freedom and they're external. And then that can be a good segue for more meditation, for example. But to me, even having nice relationships, nice environment is good. But true freedom comes from being fulfilled with very little just being with being with yourself so for example uh, a year ago i did a 10-day silent retreat it's called vipassana mm -hmm. and you just you're not allowed to talk you're not allowed to read you just meditate all day during 10 days completely cut off from the world and you actually um have some kind of bliss coming out of it and to me that's that's um yeah that's true freedom is you can be fulfilled with almost nothing oh, there's a book i love victor frankel man's search for meaning Mm -hmm. He found happiness in a concentration camp. How, how much freedom is there there, right? If you can be wow. in a jail and you can be happy, that's ultimate freedom. But then to me, that's the basics. And then how it manifests in my life. I want to have the great experiences. I want to have the travel, um, you know, the beautiful sex and the beautiful food and <laughs> what the world has to offer, but not take the fulfillment from it. So just a little bit um, yeah, on freedom. That's something I've been reflecting on. I think working on both the external freedom and the internal freedom uh, uh, is super important. Yeah, you basically need to find the balance between both. Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, tell me what, what happened in the, in the retreat? What's the experience I'm considering to go there end of cool, this year? Cool, cool. Yeah, it's um, obviously it's the kind of experience that are a little bit hard to put into words, but... I find that at the beginning, you, you, watch your, you start watching your mind and you can really see the patterns of your mind. So it creates awareness that you can take in your everyday life about you know, your mind taking you out of the present moment. And there's true, um, it just really strengthened my willpower a lot because when you sit in meditation for an hour without, without moving, which you do sometimes there, you it gets really uncomfortable but you get over it time uh like again and again mm -hmm. and i i was out of there and i just felt whoa my mind is my limitation i can do so much more so even when i went running or swimming i would go further because i would know 
that I was capable of much more than uh, what I thought. So that's uh, part of my experience. I, I recorded a whole podcast on it, but uh, yes, I think, I think strengthening my willpower, definitely increasing the structures of my days also, mm -hmm. because you live with a lot of structure and I, I'm a strong believer that to a certain point, discipline equals freedom. So if you yeah. have these structures in the day, that gives you your freedom too. And the, another breakthrough I've had is how much knowledge is from experience more than um, intellectual. And here you, you experience a lot of, of these things. So that's why I told you it's a little bit hard to, to mm -hmm. communicate. And, and just understanding that fulfillment, you can be fulfilled and blissful with nothing, just being. And then all the doing can come on top of that. And that's completely fine. Okay, quite interesting. I'm definitely going to sign up just, just to get remove myself from the digital world, materialistic world, like yeah, for two it's weeks. It's so good. And then it's cool to re-enter that, but from a different place. And actually, Tim Ferriss was the one that made that motivated me to do Vipassana. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I have a few friends. Uh, they go in uh, Thailand, usually Chiang Mai. And mm. I saw like three, four place like end of the year they go okay. i don't know why but maybe just preparing for the next year and i i was quite interested like mm. silent retreat like interesting place yeah and and for me when i started meditation three years ago that's funny but that's really not what i was looking for i was studying meditation for performance mm -hmm. so i don't know if it's something you want to talk about also yeah, here but i find as an as an entrepreneur um i get way better results thanks to my routines too so in the entrepreneurial world, sometimes there is a bit that perception um, that it's cool to work very late and to uh, be always on your laptop. That's not at all my vision. Again, I think I got it a lot from Tim Ferriss. But to me, if you, yeah, if you do a lot of self-care, if you meditate, if you go to the gym, you're just going to operate way better. And maybe you can do, as an entrepreneur, you can spend the next 10 weeks doing an amazing website or you can spend the next hour talking to the right person your partner with that is going to do something even better, right? So yeah. you, you, one hour could replace, you know, three months of work. And, and so having that clarity of mind and um, yeah, for me, it's important to have that lifestyle around because it gives me more clarity of mind. What's important to do? What should I prioritize? And then also in terms of execution, if, I have, if I'm tired, I'm, you know, if I'm going to do the work I usually do in one hour and two hours, and that's just not uh, productive. So, so I'm not the kind of person that is uh, proud of staying late in the office or working until 2 a.m. Yeah, work hard, hustle, 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 and then yeah, just get sick and burn out. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the thing is, yeah, not a hustler. First, because philosophically, to me... Um, you know, I want to enjoy life and, and work supports my lifestyle. But even, even if your only goal is to um, grow your company, even if it's all you want from life, you don't want to be happy, uh, you don't want to enjoy, you want to grow your company. Well, even in that case, your <laughs> yeah, lifestyle is super important. I mean, it depends a bit on what you do, but definitely for me, working in personal development and, uh, and well-being, it's, my business is doing better if I sometimes you know, work less and disconnect and, and take care of myself first. Perfect. Let, tell, tell us your routines. Yeah, routines, well, they changed a bit, but at the moment, here there is an ice bath. 
So okay. I also got more and more interested in, in, in my energy. So I started, of course, with uh, some meditation, eating really healthy, uh, exercising regularly. These are really great places to start with. At the moment I wake up, I jump in an ice bath for two minutes. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually, um, it makes you so present. And it's good because it requires a bit of willpower to jump in the ice bath. But then once I've done that, I'm on for the day, you know, because the cold gives you so much energy. I don't know if you know Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I see a yeah, lot so, of Instagram people jumping in, in the, like a pool. Okay. Or a... Yeah, cool. So here we have a chest freezer. So that's pretty, it's pretty cool. I actually live with a Wim Hof instructor and do that uh, two minutes in the morning. And then I'm like, Poo! <laughs> let's get started for the day. Wow. And we live very close to the beach here. So then we go watch the sunrise. And that's very important because we forget that we're energy, but things like um, walking barefoot on the floor, on the ground, we get energy from that ground. Watching the sunrise in the morning, we get that red light, especially between six and eight. That's really, really good for our mitochondria, which powers the energy of our cells. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something that's very overlooked, but I don't have them here, but I, I usually have. Um, blue light blockers at night. So, okay, just to tell you shortly, uh, ice baths, watch the sunrise, do a bit of movement and push-ups and a bit of exercise. At the beach, I usually do also slow movement just to take care of my nervous system. Mm -hmm. And then I come home, depending on how long I want to do it, I can do a bit more exercise. And, and um, then I meditate. So I meditate for at least 20 minutes. Sometimes I use Joe Dispenza's meditation, sometimes Vedic. And during that whole time, very important, my phone is off. I'm not on social media. I'm not checking my phone because I want that time for me. Uh, I drink a lot of water, uh, especially I have a water ionizer here, Kengen water that makes super quality water. That's important too. And then I prepare my day in my calendar. I write down uh, five things I'm grateful for and what are my goals for the day. And then I open my laptop and I will start working. At the mm -hmm. moment, I'm doing intermittent fasting, so I'm not eating in the morning. I only eat from 11 a.m. Okay, okay. So, so how long does it take your routines before you start up your laptop and start actually working? Usually about two hours. Two hours? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I, I do, do like the, the routine. A meditation is definitely interested, although I don't do it right away, honestly, uh, from the beginning, usually before I start with work, I just write five things that I have to complete for the day, like power list. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many goals you put, but that's like five the most that I put. I don't do the, the cold bath. I never tried it, to be honest. Uh, currently, I'm not near the beach, but definitely I would want to do that. And I'm working actually late due to time difference with USA. Mm. So I cannot really watch the sun, but I guess I have to change okay. the place. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, uh, sometimes I have a bit more work and I'll prioritize this a little bit, but um, on top of these routines, yes, things like circadian rhythms. So for example, we watch artificial light at night. Your morning routine starts with your night routine too. So if you watch artificial light, um, it tells your body it's not time to sleep. And so okay. you won't secrete the melatonin hormone that helps you sleep. That's why people, they, they don't also sleep very well often. And then if you don't sleep very well, it's really harder to wake up in the morning. And that's a little bit of a um, vicious circle here. 
Yeah. So sure. that's why for me, this is quite prioritized. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I have a, like a blue protection glasses. I blue don't glasses, blockers, yeah. but I use that like blockers. I use that oh, as well. Cool. Yeah. That, that's very important. That's very good. I don't know where mine are. Also, also but, there uh, is one app called uh, S-Flux, I think. It's like uh, creates Flux, a blue... Flux, that's for, that's for the laptop, yeah. Let me get my glasses. Take yeah. yeah, that's for the laptop, and it's called Flux, and that's a good start. But um, the thing is, even your lights, your, all your lights, they're, they're, uh, the screens are the worst, so that's definitely good. Yeah, mm -hmm. they look like this, and I think everyone should have this, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Definitely. And you look cool too. Yeah, <laughs> your your school mine is just like plain white, and that's it. <laughs> you can go on the beach with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so these are not sunglasses, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's um um energy is very important, and when you when you use these, you have the right hormones, and you go to sleep at the right time, and then you wake up just before sunrise, and you watch the sunrise. Your hormones are balanced. People, they can you can eat super super healthy. But if, you're, um, if you don't have that circadian rhythm in place, maybe you eat super healthy, but your body doesn't uh, absorb the nutrients mm -hmm. because, because we're complex machines and, and often we're disrupted. So, yeah, um, taking care of the energy, I've been more careful with the waves, Wi-Fi, uh, protecting a bit uh, around that. And, and so the combination of two, you know, doing the exercise and the nutrition, but also taking into account your circadian rhythm, I find that, uh, yeah, I feel way better and that makes me more productive. My work's better, but that's also one of like the, I recommend things around it. So that's also my job in itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Tell me, are you following the routine like hundred percent of the time or sometimes something happened, you have to do something ASAP I, and it's just, mm -hmm. everything's go okay with. Like that's a hard one. I have definitely a flexible structure. So, so I would, I like to have a default structure because the thing I don't want in the morning is to ponder what should I do. Then do I do it all the time? Not. If I really feel tired, um, I know some people say do it all the time, all the time. So, uh, if I feel like I need to rest, I'll just rest. Mm -hmm. but I like to have a default one, something to go to that's easy and define this at the beginning of the week for the next week. Then it, it can change a little bit depending on how life flows. I'm, uh, I'm fine with that. Maybe, maybe I'm just not consistent enough and I should, I don't know. I've been pondering it a bit. It's, uh, I think it's up to people and same. I change a bit the routine. So here I have ice baths, I have a sauna, I'm at the beach, but if, uh, Let's say if I'm in a small room somewhere and there's none of that, uh, I have a great app on my phone. It's called Seven Minute Workout. My meditation, I can do it anywhere. So you always, um, there's always a way to uh, to do your routine. Yeah, if there is a will, there is a way. But probably it's better to set a, set it up as a default system because your will will eventually yeah. fail you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that that's what I I've noticed. Okay, okay, the cold bath, I'll have to give it a try. <laughs> Kevin, yeah, actually, yet. I actually started about a year ago, so it's pretty wow. recent for me. But now I'm doing it. It's so much. It's it's, yeah, it's next level. Like, give it a go. I'll be super curious to know how you feel after. Okay, okay, definitely, 
does it count if I go like in a cold ocean water or sea or it has to be like ice cold water like in a bath or it all counts. Uh, some people start with having their normal warm shower and finish with 30 seconds of cold shower. Okay. So that's how I started too. That's how you start. Even 15 seconds to start with. And then you build up to sometimes taking full-on cold showers, going in colder ocean and, and make your way to the ice bath. But you could also start straight away all around the world. Now you have Wim Hof workshops where they usually do the ice, the breathing and then the ice bath. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're pretty safe. And when you have that whole environment where everyone does it, you end up doing it. Yeah, true, true, true. Okay, I can st- start with the showers. It reminded me a little bit of Vipassana in that way because it's the kind of things where it's just pushing the mind. It's, you sit in that ice bath, it's uncomfortable, but one breath after another breath. And, and in the end, it's just staying there and handling the, the feeling. You know, and it just strengthens the minds a lot. Yeah, it, it just makes you, make you to, to become more focused, at least when I yeah. shower when I purposely shower with a cold shower, not in the morning, but sometimes I do when it's really warm, it's just like, it brings you to present moment. Like all thoughts are cleared. So yeah, I can assume how it looks when you wake up and do it. Yes. It's, um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it's hard to describe. I have so much energy. It's almost like I'm high straight in the morning. Okay. I'll try it and let you know. Tell me how Mm. does the, the body works how the energy works because i know that's something that you actually uh, coach and train so you know a lot, lot far more than than me on that topic yeah well i'm i'm not an expert on it i'm mm-hmm. uh, it's just where my personal development journey took me so i'm still discovering quite a lot at the moment around that but as i mentioned doing all these routines I found out that they're very important and taking care of exercise, meditation, um, that's all very important, but taking care of your energy is also very important. So I've done, I've just uh, become a Lomi Lomi Nui massage therapist and and this moves around the the energy through the body, through massage. I told you a little bit about watching the sunrise, having those blue light blockers, walking barefoot on the earth, being careful with Wi-Fi, uh, with having uh, those waves that impact us too much around us. I've also, the past six weeks, started to work with this. It's called Healy. It's a little okay. device that delivers the right frequencies for uh, what you need right now. So a frequency for, I could be running it right now, actually, but a fre- certain frequency for energy, a certain frequency to focus better, one to sleep, one for your organs. And um, yeah, and that comes down to the fact that when you look at an atom, it is actually 99.129% empty space. And matter, the okay. way we see ourselves as matter is just how our brain creates that reality, perceives that reality. But uh, other animals, they can feel way more ele- um, electricity. Some people, they're very... Uh, in tune with energy, some people see your aura 
around you and the energy of your chakras that's uh, that becomes more common when you live in Bali. And so, yeah, that's um, basically we are a lot energetic beings mm-hmm. and we forgot about it. But yeah. if you want to be healthy, it's very important to acknowledge that. So with the routines I talked about, uh, even your thoughts, your thoughts will transmit message and it's, it's mainly energy. So yeah, I encourage people to look into that. Even in terms of medicine, we are in a society where uh, you take pills all, all the time. So it's very chemical and all the energy work in medicine has been pretty repressed for the past years, but it's coming back quite a bit. And in medicine, there are really good results with people um, using frequencies rather than pills to um, heal certain organs or injuries. So yeah, I got into it. I think I got into it mainly thanks to the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza and Dr. Bruce Lipton. They're mm-hmm. both uh, really, really amazing. And they're scientists and they've uh, studied how, how rational, what things that we thought were woo-woo, you know, like Reiki masters and, and uh, energy healers. Well, actually, there's a lot of science behind it. And the world is awakening to that. And I'm in the process of awakening to that too. But uh, the more you, you dive, the more you realize energy is, is very important. Yeah, I think a lot of the, the current medicine repress all the, let's say they call it alternative medicine, like mm-hmm. healing with herbs, like with meditation, etc. Yeah. Um, I guess prayers is the same thing of transmitting energy. Yeah. It's a technology to properly trans, transmit energy. Now it's like covered with religion, but it's a different story. It's different perfect. It's basically just technology to improve your energy. Yeah. And they do that so they can sell their pills and medication and just make billions, I guess. Makes sense. Exactly, yeah. So you, you end up quickly in um, sad stories. Some people call them conspiracy theories, but to me it's just... Um, you know, how economics works sometimes. But from the, uh, in the 30s, there was a, a machine called the Reef machine that was apparently, from what I've been learning, uh, very efficient to treat cancer through frequency. And, and uh, it's been quite shut down. And yeah, depending on people's uh, belief and what they've been listening to. But to me, it makes sense that if you, yeah, some alternative medicine that work really well, if they were to go out mainstream, they would completely kill a, one of the biggest industries in the world. And so I can understand why uh, systems are in place don't really promote that. But in my podcast, I've had people healing incredibly through breath work. For example, my friend Niraj Naik, he mm-hmm. had a precious condition that he couldn't cure with Western medicine. He was uh, working in pharmacies, actually, and through breath work he did. A friend also that did a 40-day fast, so 40-day no food, and it healed a lot of problems he had around his spine. So when you do energy work, the logic around it is not to think that energy will fix me. The point of the energy, whether it's through seeing a healer or with a device or watching the sun or fasting, uh, Joe Dispenza healed his spine too through meditation and thoughts is that um, you give your body the ability to do its natural work. So at the moment, we're disrupted a lot by um, our lifestyle and our modern life that has a lot of great things around it, but um, what we eat and 
And so the body's ab natural ability to heal that's extraordinary is not working properly. And these assist give uh, your cells the energy to do its work rather than just curing the symptom. So usually pills you want to cure with pharmaceuticals, often you want to cure the symptoms, not the cause, because that's how people keep buying, right? So it True. hides the symptoms, but the cause is still there. Well, um, when you let the body do its work, it can cure the causes. And that's, you know, it's, it's tricky topics. Like I don't promise anything, but same Wim Hof with the cold, incredible results. So uh, Wim Hof with the cold, uh, meditation with Joe Dispenza, you can research that, fasting, breath work, all of these very simple alternative medicines, they've had really, really good results. And the exciting thing is with the internet today, it's not possible anymore to hide this. So yeah. this is becoming more and more mainstream, thanks to people like you also who spread awareness on that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think people should listen different uh, opinion and see what works for them. Obviously, they yeah. can. Obviously, medicine done a lot of uh, positive things. We must admit that. But sometimes they promote selling of pills. For example, depression can be solved. In my opinion, if you take more action, eventually you will cure yeah. the cause. With pills, you just yeah. get drugged and don't feel anything, and you just buy more drugs, and and that's it. Yes, and, and you raise a good point. It's all about balance in spiritual circles. Sometimes people really talk badly about all Western medicine, but it's been really helpful for a bunch of things. Like I've, I've had a knee surgery and I'm very grateful. I don't think I could have done that with breathwork. You know? yeah. So um, that's fine. That's probably maybe 10% of the cases when we, <laughs> when we use it, when it's relevant and, and a lot more uh, is, is often not that good. Yeah. I think I think it's also it also comes down to the vision that um, pain is something bad. You know, uh, when when I have a pain somewhere, to me it's it's my body telling me something. Even emotionally, it's it's a sign. Pain is a sign that can help you to grow too. And it's not about numbing the feeling all the time. It's listening to that feeling and uh, what the, what does it tell us? At first, when we have pain, for example, when we put our hands on the stove, that to teach us not to do that, right? And you yeah. can extend that to, to even uh, emotionally. Okay, I don't feel good. What's the teaching there? Okay. Yeah, you, you showed the, the app, the gadget, Healy. T tell me a little bit more about it. Like, how can it how can be, be used? Uh, yeah, so that's a little frequency device. So full disclaimer, I help spread it and uh, sell them. Okay. And what it does, it, it has a quantum sensor inside. So basically, you're, and again, I'm, I'm not an expert on it, but I can share what I understand and that really makes sense according to my journey, which is we have an information field around us. So some people can see it, but even, so even to track the activity in people's brain, we used to have electroencephalograms where you put electrodes on the head, but now to read people's brain, it doesn't even touch the head. And because, because there's an information field here that most of us can't see, but okay. um, who we are and our thoughts, it's not contained in our head. So basically, it has a quantum sensor that can read this information field. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, from a company by, called TimeWaver from Germany. They've worked 13 years in, in clinics with uh, uh, 2,000 practitioners on that. And they've mapped um, basically 
how to read the information field with the quantum sensor. And then, then there's a, a delivery part, so you can use so you can use bracelets, for example, like this, and, and you connect with the wires, and then it delivers a frequency. So the idea is there are frequencies that are right for certain organs, there are frequencies that are right for having higher energy, frequencies that are good to put your brain in delta waves to prepare you for sleep. So yeah, that's, uh, there are a lot of these little devices now, but this one is probably the most comprehensive, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so basically that device, uh, first of all, has some kind of sensor that uh, show yeah. you what kind of frequency you have. So I assume if you're, let's say, sad or depressed or angry, you have different waves and energy. And if you want exactly, to get yeah. back in normal, you have to yeah. somehow activate the, the, the waves. Or... Yeah, and, and actually as humans, we can sense it. You know, when someone is bad yeah. vibes, we can feel it. Is uh, often we're not conscious, not as clear as what we see, but that's one of our senses. We don't have just five senses, all this, this energy, we can feel it for sure. And we've just lost a bit our ability to feel it more because we, we don't trust it. But when you start trusting it again, yeah, th there's an information field here that's not visible, but that we can feel as humans. And so this machine replicates that. And then in terms of, um, in terms of delivery, maybe a good, um, yeah, a good analogy would be sound healing. So sound healing, you have certain balls with certain frequencies and what, does, what happens with those frequencies, again, if you believe in it, but we start to have more and more science around that, is that these specific frequencies will resonate deep down in your cells and, and, and it increases ATP, which is basically the energy of your cell. Mm -hmm. and, and that's very important. You, so even there's a lot of research around when a cell dies, it has a certain voltage. There's certain voltage for healthy cells, certain voltage for unhealthy cells. So what this does is it gives the right frequency, the same a little bit that uh, sun healing might do or Reiki healing, but using technology a little bit in a more measurable scientific way. Okay, so basically what we were talking about, let's say alternative medicine and everything that existed, let's say before uh, modern medicine, now uh, actually scientists built a technology that can actually yeah. show that in scientific way. Because yeah. as you mentioned, you definitely can feel vibes, even on the phone, mm. the same person, they can call you say just hello, and you know, they are in bad mood. Again, they will say hello and you know they're happy. And I don't know how, but I can mm. feel that and sense that. Mm. And I'm not close, I just hear it from the voice. And now we have a gadget that actually has some kind of values and show you that. That's Healy, right? Yeah. 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 That's what it is. Okay. So just curious how much it costs? How, how does it work? How can you buy that? Yeah. So the one I have, it has all the, all the programs. So there's programs for fitness, for sleep, for just activate, activating your, your brain for brainstorming sessions. There are some for specific meridians. So that's inspired by Chinese medicine. Some mm -hmm. for uh, certain states you'd have. You have protection programs also. There's, they're running, starting one for, for 5G soon. Uh, so a, a lot of different applications. And uh, yeah, the one that has all the programs and all the scanning is 4,000 Australian dollars. So that would be 3,000 US, I'd say. Okay. And they also have uh, some, it's always the same hardware, what changes is the software, but you can get the same device 
the 600 US dollars. That's the starting one that just has two families of programs. And then you can upgrade your way through. And I'm really passionate about it because I think um, it's a bit of a Trojan horse to spirituality. It's using tech. People believe more tech, you know, and science. Yeah. And that's the world we live in, and that's completely fine. And so when they, we can use the app and those smartphones that disconnected us a bit from ourselves sometimes, you know, even though they, they have great applications, to, to reintroduce connecting with yourself, checking with yourself. So when I use it on top of getting the frequencies, um, I'm getting more awareness about where I'm at, also about my intentions. Okay, now I want to focus. Now I want to have more energy, less energy. And so that's a little bit of a, I see it as an assistant, not a, a replacement. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. You mentioned 5G. Tell me yeah. the pros and cons, because there is a lot of information and it, yeah. somebody says it's a conspiracy theory. Somebody is showing that somebody says it, it's good. The internet will be faster. Can you elaborate more there? Because, uh, listen, we are digital yeah. nomads. We definitely depend on internet. So somebody telling me mm. you will receive 100 or 1,000 faster interns. I don't exactly remember what was their pitch. I'm, I mean, but... It's exciting. Yeah, it is yeah, exciting. Yeah, it's exciting, but uh, I mean, it's too good to be true. So what's the pros, what's the cons there? Yes, I mean, again, that's, you know, I don't have the answer. I can only talk from my experience, but... Uh, the way I saw it is at first, you know, I'm like, you super exciting, faster internet, what's the deal, you know? Yeah. That, that, that's great. And, uh, and then I saw a lot of my friends, the spiritual community getting concerned. So I actually did a podcast with someone who's, uh, let's say, raising a lot of, of awareness around the problems with 5G. And so the problems there, there are two, basically, is, um, look, some people would argue that there's not, that it's not based enough on science, so there's not enough studies. But yeah, from, from what I've read and what I've looked, even Wi-Fi and, and having the phone next, next to us, uh, there's a lot of science that shows it's not good for us. And there's, um, I, I watched a movie that is obviously, you know, it's, it's a bit like the vegan movies or these mm -hmm. movies that they always, you know, they take only one side, but I watched the 5G apocalypse and from there it was pretty, uh, they had pretty good scientists talking about this. And from my point of view, I would see why, uh, same, because, because it goes so well with economic growth, there's not, there's not that many people in the um, authorities that would go against 4G, 5G. 5G. And, okay. and, and me neither, actually. I'm very excited. I'm very grateful for being able to do that conversation with you. I'm very excited to have faster internet. So now it's, it's, it's about, um, first, like the risk basically is for health. It's not that good uh, to have those waves because uh, it, it, uh, it depends on what frequency is the wave, but these particular waves, uh, they're, yeah, they're not that good. And the problem is it's faster, but we have to put way, way more antennas. So you'll have a lot of antennas next to you and that can disrupt your, your health overall. Okay. So that's for health. Then there is for, um, for control. So basically, certain like as as I told you, frequencies they influence your state of mind, your state of being. And my understanding is that with five G, you can very very easily send certain frequencies that make people angry or in a different state. So yeah, you can easily create riots this way and manipulate the population from a centralized place. So that's another risk that you have according to it. 
Now that's, that's the cons for the pros. I'm so grateful for technology. And as I said earlier, thanks to the internet, it's harder to hide the truth. So that's also thanks to that technology. And technology also allows us to live better. So if you take health, maybe it's going to affect our health um, quite a bit in 10 years, personally 20 years on the long run and generations to come. But probably thanks to it, in 10 years, we can develop AI algorithms that solve of that and do way, way better, you know? So yeah. it's a, a little bit playing with fire. So I would understand people who want to be more conservative. But in general, I, look, I need more information, but that's a bit the pros and the cons. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you mentioned a movie. Where can people lie? I want to see the movie just to advocate myself. How was it? 5G Apocalypse? Um, well, I saw it, yeah, when I saw it, it was at a festival actually called the New Earth Festival in Bali last June at mm -hmm. Akasha, which was really cool. And uh, there was a lot of these um, alternative technologies that were talked about. I think it might be on YouTube, 5G Apocalypse. People can look at it, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Okay. I know that you have a new book, The New Wave. Is that connected something with, uh, with what we're it's well it is it is actually so i published this uh two months ago now and this is very inspired by tim ferry's tools of titans where i interview super successful people with their best tips here i asked the same seven questions to uh 35 other conscious entrepreneurs who go a bit outside the beaten tracks and say why they do what they do uh, their struggles from a very vulnerable place and because there, some are very successful, but some are in the process. And the idea is to make it very relatable. Mm -hmm. So you can read that and feel my idea was that it would be the group of friends that are inspiring and supportive and vulnerable that most people probably don't have around them. And when you start reading these stories, it really gives you permission to follow your dreams and okay. to, do, to be yourself unapologetically in a way. So that gives you that strength. That's the idea. And yes, beautiful stories, man. I really encourage people to get it. So it's called The New Wave, Escape 9-5, do what you love and make an impact. Um, nice, Escape 9-5 nice. is, is definitely yeah. inspired by the four work week. Yeah, from Tim Ferriss, definitely. <laughs> he had a palm, you have the wave. <laughs> yeah, but actually in the, in the beginning, I explained that The New Wave is wave is allowing to flow with life wave is also the movement so that's the new wave i feel is the new way we want to do um ai is going to disrupt a lot of the traditional jobs i think people who think they are in a safe job are fooling themselves and that this is the new movement this is the new way to do not mm -hmm. just because it's cool and it's fun but also because it's um uh, how we're going to thrive in the world of today and tomorrow so yeah. that's that wave, but I also explained that the new wave, which was funny because I didn't know yet about Healy and I wasn't that much into energy therapy yet, but I explained that the new wave to me is also the level of the vibration at which we create that new earth. So a, a bit as opposed to activism, I'm fine with a little bit of activism, um, which, like criticizing the, the common order, and you'll see that I raise awareness on what's not right in a society I feel today, but at the same time, I prefer to focus on creating the new. And so the new wave is about changing the world by just being our best selves. 
like Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And I totally resonate with that. So it's more what we do in Bali or what I do here in Sydney is creating communities with a lot of love, a lot of benevolence, a lot of vulnerability, and more and more integrating people because they come and they see how beautiful it is and they want to be part of it rather than pointing fingers and trying to change the world this way. And it's interesting because that wave, which is a sort of vibration, now led me to work more directly with energy. Yeah, okay, okay. So, so the things are coming your way. By the way, I'm a Rotaract. It's part of Rotary International. So mm-hmm. our way of changing things that we don't like, it's not just pointing fingers and doing demonstrations per se. We actually find a problem we uh, find a solution. Practically, mm. we perform the solution. For example, uh, in Macedonia, there is really bad air. So instead of just pointing finger, finger to the government mm. saying, oh, the air sucks, you have to do something, you have to do something about it, we actually uh, create a realistic project planting trees, let's say hundreds of trees. Will that fix the the air quality? Obviously, hundreds of trees will not, but we are giving a practical solution. And then we expect and try to bring the entire society and the government to work together to solve the solution, have tens of thousands of trees, for example. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I hope, uh, I guess your listeners already don't watch the news much and prefer to connect with people like you and, and work on amazing initiatives and do something like this rather than, than just criticize for sure. Yeah, of course. And that's what, what remote preneur stands for. As you mentioned, uh, no longer the future of work, the remote work, it's uh, maybe something that will happen or it's not safe. It's a new way of doing. I believe that the new entrepreneurs are remote preneurs and that's why I'm doing the podcast. Mm. I'm just talking with the people that actually are building a business, living remotely, doing the things they do. So we can, as you mentioned, as tool of titans, I haven't written a book, but I guess it's a similar idea. I just want to share their story. Everybody can learn and actually develop a better society for everybody mm. and an economy as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, I'm on that mission with you, bro. Yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> we, we need more people like that to make yes. it reality. And, and, and the world is ready. The world is awakening. Um, even you know, with the little device I talked to you about, I think 10 years ago, people would think it's weird, but now... When I talk about energy, people are like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, the world is ready for that. And, and yeah, those conscious communities, man, they're, they're growing really, really fast. Personally, it's already my world. The world I live in is, is full of these. I know it's not everywhere, but it's getting bigger in Bali, here in Sydney, in, you know, Tulum, Ibiza. <laughs> That's everywhere there are those conscious communities that pop up and online a lot. And... What I want ultimately is I want to be in 10 years in the metro, the train in Paris and see people looking at each other in the eyes with a big smile and hugging their friends and, and smiling, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and cause, Build cause a just like energy. when I'm there, I can feel the energy. So people are stressed and they carry the world on their shoulder. It doesn't have to be like this. Yeah, true, true. Okay, well, you, you have a good, uh, good mission, good mission. Tell me, how can yeah. people find you and how can you help the digital nomad community? Yeah, well, how can people find me on Instagram at 
I'm at alex.lember, L-A-M-B-E-R. Uh, I got a website, www.alexelember.com. And on Facebook, it's also Alex, space, letter E, space, Lember, L-A-M-B-E-R. What I do is I actually uh, really try to empower conscious entrepreneurs, and a lot of them are digital nomads, to, to um, do what they love and full-time. Basically, I want uh, conscious entrepreneurs to have a voice. So that's why I do my podcast too, and thank you for giving a voice too. That's why I do the book, is I give a voice to these people. So it's media. Then I also create networking events called Masterminds of Conscious Entrepreneurs, mainly in Sydney, but I've had a few in Bali and in Paris. And I believe this way to network um, and collaborate is really the next level in terms of um, us conscious entrepreneurs let's say ruling the world almost in a way which is what i want you know um, to shift those energies and one of uh, the last thing on top of media networking that's really important to let's say give more power in a way to people who want to raise consciousness is money so that's why i'm quite excited also about uh, for example this is referral marketing and i have a lot of friends they use it they're digital nomads, but they refer, they use it, they refer it to, and that's a way to, uh, to create good income. I help, uh, people doing, I do a little bit of coaching also. So there are ways to, um, make money as a digital nomad today that, uh, you know, I'm not saying it's super easy, but probably easier than it's ever, ever been before. So whether it's through coaching or affiliate marketing or network marketing, you have great ways today to become a digital nomad pretty quickly, actually. Yeah, yeah, with technology. You don't need the 5G, but if you have a high-income skill and internet, you can definitely build a <laughs> income before you do a become a digital nomad. Please don't just go and think you're, you will become. You will need income, realistically. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's different ways. For me, I use my savings more and I build my income on the, on the way, but, you know, it's... Uh, um, yeah, sometimes it may look a little bit more simple than it actually is. It takes, takes uh, dedication and, and work, you know. I prefer to say smart work than hard work, but it takes work and dedication and consistency and putting yourself out of the way, like a good mindset. That's why I talked about meditation and these kind of things. Um, what prevents people often from doing the things they need to do is the opinion of other people and, and that or, or their own insecurities. And, and that takes work too. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to, to put in the work. So don't expect at the beginning to be four-hour yeah. work week. Maybe in five years, yeah. if you build something that works without you, it can be four-hour work yeah, week. Yeah, and some, sometimes you look on Instagram and everyone's a little bit pretending that yeah. it's a, a bit easier than it is. You know, it's show only the, the good sides and, and not sure the, the more struggling side. So it's yeah. good to have realistic expectations. Yeah, true, 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 true. Definitely. I don't like the Instagram really or the videos. Like it's a step one, step two and step, step three. And in four weeks, you're going to earn six figures a month. Uh, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> Maybe one in 100,000 yeah. it will work, but realistically it will yeah, not. You yeah, will yeah. need to put in the work and you yes. have to become better. Okay. That's why I'm like, um, there's a quote I really love from Steve Jobs that really inspired me when I was... I was like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I'm not sure, you know, what I prefer to do. And uh, he says in an interview, well, if you want to be an entrepreneur, do what you love. 
do something you're passionate about because it's hard. And if you're not passionate about it and if you don't love it, you're going to quit because people are sane and there's no point doing something you don't love uh, when it's hard if you're not passionate about it. So, uh, f- yeah, if you do something you love as, as you do, for example, it's, uh, even if it takes more time, you know, you're fine with it because you're doing what you love anyway. So it doesn't feel too much like work. Yeah, and you enjoy it. Okay, so Alex, thank you for being part of the podcast. Is there anything else you would like to add to the audience? Yeah, I'd say just uh, like even if, if you don't have a morning routine, I'd say definitely try it for, for a week. doesn't have to be a big one. Can be, I started with just 10 minutes, you know, doing a few push-ups and, and focusing on, on my breath. So um, I would say... Yeah, just do a, a try a little morning routine. I think it's good and see how it affects your mindset and productivity for the rest of the day. Would be cool. And the other thing I'd say is be in touch because um, I want to chat with like-minded people. That's why I do what I do. It's mainly a human adventure for me. So yeah, just get in touch. Uh, I'd love to connect with you guys, with all your, all your listeners. Yeah, go, go follow, guys. Go follow Alex and definitely get his uh, book. Uh, where can they actually get the book? From your website? or? So the book, they can get it. They can go on uh, thenewwavebook.com or on Amazon and type uh, The New Wave. So it's on Amazon and Kindle. We're going to do the audiobook soon. Uh, yeah, definitely, as I said, I think reading that book, a lot of people told me, really gave them that permission and motivation to follow their dreams, which is beautiful um yeah so thank you also so much uh philip for putting this together uh, we want to thank the listener for listening to what we have to say because i know we live in a world where um there's so much incredible knowledge which is exciting but so thank you for taking the time to to listen i'm very grateful for that thank you guys thank you guys for listening every monday uh you can go at remotepreneurs on instagram or at remotepreneurs on the website.com. Just leave us your email. I'm going to send you show notes with everything that we discussed. I will include the links where you can buy Alex's book and also connect with him. He also <laughs> do live coaching events, especially for meditation and for yoga. So if you guys come in Bali for the DNS summit, he probably will organize some kind of event that you can try out the meditation and and yoga and definitely ask him a question about energy definitely interesting topic okay guys it is. it's fascinating yeah i think alice has all the gadgets now on him he's uh, <laughs> channeled his energy i hope i brought positive energy on this episode and guys thank you again for following me you you have so much options there to listen to spend your time so everybody that's watching or listening to the show definitely means a lot and i hope i bring a lot of good valuable knowledge for your remote entrepreneurship okay guys once again go to remotepreneurs just leave a leave us your email i'm going to send you the show notes from this episodes and everything that was included alex once again thanks for being part of the podcast and i see you in bali at the dns thank you thank you bye-bye Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the podcast to be the first to hear new episodes. And if you feel that this episode provided you with value, we invite you to share this podcast with a friend that is trying to escape the matrix and create his or her own remote economy. Visit remotepreneurs.com 
and join the email list to receive this episode's show notes and a welcoming gift.